What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have my good friends here, Eric, Tom, Jay, and Alex Pachalis. What's going on, guys? Not much. How's it going? Good? How you, yeah, I'm doing well, man. How you guys all been? How you guys uh, doing uh, during this this crazy time? Like we always discuss. <laughs> well, good, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm you know trying to keep sane. I'm trying to keep uh, I'm trying to be cool and collected. Uh, we're almost there. You know, well, I see. Yeah, I see. Alex, you're out of that uh, quarantine haircut. You got a fresh, uh, fresh yeah. haircut. I had my had my cousin come and do it for me. Oh yeah, there you go. Free of yeah, charge, yeah, I hope, or no? Well, you know, I'll give her uh, like ten dollars. Encourage her. You know, she's a oh, student okay. uh, trying to trying to make it. Let's say, yeah. Yeah, you Ow. gotta, you gotta you encourage everybody. Corner Talks podcast. That haircut. As a matter of fact, I did get this haircut for the Corner Talks podcast. It's true. Oh, you can't lie. Oh I told my cousin, Man. I told my cousin, I said to her, I'm going to be on the Corner Talks podcast. So you better like make it, make sure it looks good this time. And uh, buddy, I'm so flattered. Yeah, I'm so flattered. I was getting some hate comments on the last podcast. They were like, who's this guy with his haircut? <laughs> yeah, were they saying that? Yeah, they were just like, it's just hate. Like on Twitter, they were, they were like, going at it. They were trying to figure out your handle. They wanted to tag you. <laughs> oh really they want to try and cancel me for my hair they wanted to cancel you for your hair man they wanted to cancel That's... shut me shut me down my youtube channel can't find me it was oh, like man. Yeah, it was weird, man they were saying like either wear a 94 collection hat or just get a haircut One there you other. go yeah that's the only two options like you yeah, know what next time I'm gonna, i'll that? come on with a 94 collection t-shirt and a fresh cut and we'll, we'll please everybody <laughs> You know what, man? You just made my day saying that. I love it. Just making those plugs. <laughs> Everybody, if you haven't bought a 94 collection hat or T-shirt, you know where to go. Uh, but yeah, having said that, man, um, a pleasure to have you guys back on the podcast. Uh, you know, it's been it's been a while. Uh, it's been a short time, but it's also been a while. It feels like I don't know what's going on with this pandemic, but everything just seems so elongated. You know, uh, you know, one day feels like a year. Uh, but it's always glad, always great to see you guys. Um, I'm curious, you know, with the lockdown, uh, as, as we come to an end, uh, it's a third one, uh, crazy, right? What, uh, what you guys yeah. been up to, uh, recently? What, what have you guys been doing to keep saying, keep busy? Alex, I'll start with you. Well, you said with me, well, you know what? I was, uh, I've been watching some uh, movies on Netflix. Okay, uh, good. as a matter of fact, uh, I was, I was on a, I was on a, uh, Carantino binge, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. There, I was, uh, I was like, you know what, let's watch, let's watch Django Unchained, you know, got to the point where I was like, hey. you know, flipping, flipping through movies. And I was like, you know what, let's watch something good. Django Unchained. I haven't seen that movie. Right. Well, I hadn't seen it. And uh, I have to say like, so far it's probably like up there with like one of my favorite like movies. I really like that one. Yeah. The, a stellar movie. That's the movie that actually got me hooked to Tarantino. Uh, you know, like, really? uh, the, the theater experience. Yeah. First time theater experience. I watched, uh, I watched Inglorious Bastards and I watched Pulp Fiction but it was on a really small screen and I was like 14. Uh, I wasn't really invested. Like I just came across it on TV, but I remember, mm -hmm. you know, going to watch, I don't even know what age I was when I watched those movies, but I remember with Django Unchained. Um, I went with like a couple of cousins and I was immediately immersed. And then I remember being obsessed with who made that movie uh, in, in the theater, like the, the music and the cinematography, the direction, and the acting, you know, I always say it like seeing Leonardo DiCaprio in that role uh, specifically, because I always used to be seeing him as like the leading man or the hero, seeing him play a villain. I just was, I just fell in love with it. I was turned on by it. I was like, what, who, who's the guy that made this movie? Right when it hit the, 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 the opening shot with the music playing, yeah. um, it just pulled you in. And uh, yeah, man, that, that's a great film. Is that one, is that your favorites out of the Tarantino? Uh, I would lineup? say... If I'm gonna if I'm gonna make a list, I gotta say that's like the first one up there. I liked Inglorious Bastards a lot too. I like you know what the one thing I like about like Tarantino's movies, like everybody knows it, is like the blood and gore and stuff like yeah. that. But like Django's bloody, and I like that. Inglorious Bastards is pretty bloody too. Uh, so like Django Unchained, Inglorious Bastards, Hateful Eight was kind of slow. I would say okay. a lot of talking, but yeah. I like towards the end. I really like towards the end. It was it was pretty good. It was like getting through it. Jackie Brown. Uh, that was okay. It's a lot of talking, but like, you know, the dynamic that, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Robert De Niro and like Sam Jackson. I like that. Yeah. Like, that was amazing. The chemistry. Yeah. Was, the on screen. The chemistry was good. And, uh, Pam Greer was, was good too. I liked actually the guy who plays the, uh, the bond, the bond, the, the bond guy. Uh, I liked his character too. He was pretty good. Christoph Waltz. Jackie Brown. 
No, no, that's not Christoph Waltz. It was oh, the um, Bond guy. Oh no, you're talking about. Sorry, my mind went the, off to Django and Chain again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, what's his yeah, name? Oh, I forget his name. Max Cherry yeah. is the character. Yeah, Max but, Cherry. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He got nominated for but, uh, that role too. Yeah, I think he did a really good job in that one. Yeah. Uh, but um, Jackie Brown was was okay too. But I would have to say like Django and Chain, Glorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction is good too. I would put that probably number three. Yeah. Because like, but that's that's like everybody knows that's like I guess you know overrated, but. Yeah, honestly, I think I've, I think I was telling Eric about this is uh, with Pulp Fiction. Uh, if you're a writer or you enjoy screenplays, uh, like coming up with ideas from the from the get, like the origins, uh, you really appreciate that film. Uh, the dialogue, uh, you know, just how characters interact with one another. Uh, it's weird. It's complex, but it's simplistic and it yeah. just flows. Right. Like it just like you, you listen to it and it's like listening to a piece of music. Um, so if you're really like a diehard, like writer director, and you really have that mindset, I think you can appreciate it even more. Cause I was the same way, man. I really thought it was overrated when yeah. I first watched it. I was like, what's happening? Like they're talking about burgers and milkshakes. Um, I just didn't get it. Uh, everyone was got the joke except me kind of thing. That's how I felt. Yeah. So yeah, Eric, that's... what's your, Oh, sorry. What's that, man? No, uh, no, I was going to say like, Oh, sorry. No, yeah. Go, go, Eric. Go, 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 go. We got, we got a, go? we got a, okay. yeah, we got, got a little bit of a delay here. That's why. <laughs> all right, all right. I was going to say, no, I watched Pulp Fiction when I was like 15. So like, maybe I got to rewatch it or something. So. Yeah. Yeah. So like, give it, a, give like, it another watch, man. Might have, to, re- might have to rewatch it. Yeah. Every 10 anyway, years. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Eric. No, I was going to say, so like, say somebody's listening to the Corner Talks podcast and they haven't watched any Tarantino movies. Do you guys have a recommendation of order? for Tarantino movies that they, what do you start with? And like, what is the order that you would recommend somebody watch the Tarantino movies in? Okay, so, I, mm. I, so I'll, I'll just speak first. Uh, my order is the chron- chronology of how he released them. So every time I do a binge of Tarantino, yeah, I watch them. I got the 20 year anniversary. So I got them all lined up and I was watching them as they were released. Cause I see the progress and growth as a filmmaker. And it also just inspires me because I feel like I'm part of that journey um with him and there's no other way for me like how to see them you know what i mean like i just i i remember researching you know how they always have these like fan theories of universes and they were trying to make a whole mar- multiverse uh, mar- marvel cinematic universe from his uh you know tarantino's filmography and uh you know it is possible but it's way too complicated for me and i just rather watch them as they are and it's really cool because he, he plants seeds uh through character dialogue or character names uh, throughout the films that appear uh, throughout the filmography, right? Right. So, um, yeah, what's your opinion on it, on it, Alex? I would say probably, I don't know. I've seen like um, like this thing where it's like his movies are like, it's like all the same universe and like mm-hmm. things like that. So I would probably start with maybe like, let's say Django Unchained and then Hateful Eight because it's after the Civil War. And then maybe uh, what would come after that? Inglorious Bastards, let's say. And then like do it in like, I guess, years of his in his universe let's say from the beginning to you know uh the modern one like uh i guess like like kill bill and stuff like that like that's interesting so like chronologically and in like in like time like in order of yeah in order of time in the movies oh okay that's that's what i yeah that's what i want to say i might give that a shot yeah i might give that starting at like 1800 to 2000 and uh 2007 with death proof let's say was that his last like modern day one i think so yeah that's probably that would be technically his most recent most recent time one yeah Mm -hmm. death proof death proof was good too i actually i like that yeah yeah, guilty pleasure for sure he called a good one he's like it's my worst movie but is it really and then like (laughs) i don't know he said something uh cocky like a cocky remark once in an interview but they they claim yeah so what do they they claim it's what no, they claim it's it, it's his worst movie. Like I even would admit that as a, as a Tarantino. It, yeah, fan. it's. Uh, but you know what? It's it's got this like kind of char- it's got this charm to it. Like he really captured yeah, that 100%. grindhouse aesthetic. Yeah. I really like like okay, it's an okay movie, whatever you know. But I actually yeah. I like the way like the the like the film looks and like you know he really stayed faithful to that like grindhouse seventies. You know. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. Like when I watch it, the biggest thing for me is I get that feeling uh they're just having fun like he's he's enjoying himself yeah. you know what i mean like you could tell like i think that goes with any movie that he makes but that, that one particularly like even though he admits or he understands it's his not his best work you still see that he put his as much effort as he could 
You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, exactly. that's all you can ask for as a filmmaker. I just really love his attitude toward it. That's why I'm smiling. Cause I, I've heard him in interviews, how he says like, it's my worst film, but come on, if you look at it, it's, it's my best or some, some, some kind of remark. I can't really pinpoint it, but it's a, uh, it's a very interesting uh, perspective he has on death proof. And yeah, uh, yeah he, he, the rest is history after that, right. With Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained. Yeah. And then exactly. Yeah. Like he's done period pieces now. So I like that though. He, he can do like his own little altered history. I like that. But what's fascinating to me, like just cause we're on the subject of Tarantino is he's able to uh, keep his career going, sustain his career with all the, all, like his own movies. Like he, he's never made a movie for someone else. He's never directed someone else's script. That's true. You know That's what I mean? True. Like he's never been like a Scorsese yeah. or a Spielberg where he had to be hired by a studio to do a project. He never took on, you know, a suicide squad or he did like the next Marvel movie Eternals or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's but he has he, he has I, told his scripts and other people uh, he has, yes, he has done that. Yeah. Well, that was like really early in his career. Like uh and he even regretted that uh because he saw how like natural born killers was made with Oliver Stone. He said apparently he was like on a date and they were watching and he just stormed out. <laughs> and he like left his date yeah like something crazy but again you hear these stories and you believe them like i see him doing that like just like so pissed off about the art that he's just like i don't give a shit who's with me or who what, what, sounds what, about I right i totally I see it like, like yeah getting are you wearing a california sandwiches t-shirt here i'm wearing a california sandwich oh t-shirt. my god this guy with the fresh cut you got the california t-shirt <laughs> and i'm wearing the same hat that i've worn since the first podcast <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Bro. I had one the other day, dude. I went to drop some film gear off in Etobicoke, and I grabbed the. There California- you go. Oh, it was so good. And you grabbed the California sandwich. Did you get it? Did you get the veal? I got the yeah, the veal. Yeah, of course. The veal, the number one man. You gotta go Alex. for the veal. Man. Alex, are you a fan of California sandwiches, or you don't know what the hell we're talking I, about? I haven't, haven't been there yet. I haven't, I'm been, there. I haven't been there. One of these days, one of these days, I'm gonna get out there, and uh, I'm gonna Eric get a California. Bo- I think. I think Eric was telling me about California sandwiches like a long time ago, like a long, like way back in the day. I haven't been there yet, but uh, I, I gotta, gotta get out there. Yeah, you guys are boys, and you haven't even gone out. He hasn't even taken you out. Showed you, showed you, the, had, showed you the hot spots. He hasn't even had my sandwich yet. The place that I always oh, you go have, to. You have, you have a Pashala sandwich, I have, or, or I have a yeah. Uh, it's called Chica's <laughs> Chicken. It's down uh, in the junction. It's on Dundas West. I forget the exact number, but. Look up Chica's Chicken. Best Nashville hot chicken sandwiches you'll ever have, man. Like, yeah, really okay. good. Like, that sounds fresh. familiar, but I'll, I'll write it down. They always like you, but you got to order ahead of time because these guys sell out by three o'clock. One time I went down with my cousin and uh, he had it ordered like ahead of time. And the guy was like, You're lucky you ordered it ahead of time because we just sold out. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon. So, yeah, these guys, yeah. They, they're like running, they're selling chicken, they're frying. And it, one thing I got to say, I don't like about going there. I mean, right now you're lucky. You won't stink up like the place. Like you go in there and like, cause like the kitchen is kind of small and like the place you'll smell like fried chicken. But if you're, if you're into that, be my guest, but I, I don't like smelling like you gotta like be fried committed. Chicken, so you gotta be committed. Just ask Eric. That's the, I, that's the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just ask Eric. I gave him, I'm, I'm not kidding. Man. I gave him a suggestion. The best location for California sandwiches is in my home area of Vaughn maple. This guy went missioned it. This guy missioned it all the way here, man, just to try it. I did Maybe it. next time, in, make, next time I'm, I'm in Vaughn, I gotta go to that one. If you say that's the best one, that's no, the best one. It might be. Yeah. The Etobicoke one's the best one. That one's good Etobicoke. too, Daniel. Oh, is the Etobicoke one the best one? I gotta check yeah. it out then. I love the Etobicoke one. Uh, which okay, one's okay. which one's the original? Which one's the original location? Probably the Etobicoke. Actually, is there no? Which one's the original? It? I, I wouldn't. It's not the Vaughn. No, no, it's not the Maple one for sure. It would probably be like somewhere down in the city. Yeah, there might be one in Woodbridge. I don't think that's the one. The one in Vaughn's really good, though. Like, Yeah, well, it's new, right? Like, it's nice and fresh. I just love it because there's just something different with that sandwich. Because I went to the other location, I think, in Woodbridge. Oh, yeah. And then you got to go to Vision Cena Meads. That's another uh, – that's for steak, though. You like steak, mm-hmm. Alex? I do like steak, as a matter of fact. There you go, man. Okay, that's another maple <laughs> favorite. <laughs> what's what's the place called? What's the place called? Vigencina Meats. It's an Italian butcher shop. Vigencina like... Meats? Oh, yeah. so, like, you, you, you take it home and you do it yourself. No, no, no. Like you order it there. They have like a hot table. Oh, okay. But what I'm saying, it's oh, like okay, a pri- okay. primarily for like butcher meat, right? But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just the way they make it. Yeah. They have a whole section, um, you know, Italian deli, all that stuff. And you can just order, you know, steak sandwich, mushrooms. Uh, I love my brio. You guys, you guys drink brio? 
Yeah, Brio's no, okay. Know. I mean, yeah, it's oh, like, okay, okay. You got to grow what, up with I, it. You got to grow up with it. Yeah, well, you got to be like, yeah, you got to be around it. Because like I used to get it at like uh, like uh, Pizza Nova and stuff like that. Because well, that's yeah, where they yeah, sell yeah. it, right? Pizza Nova. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, it looks like it's gonna taste like Coca Cola, but it tastes like not like Coca Cola. It's funny, but yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But it's it's okay. It's not bad. You get it's like you, it grows on you. Like you have a few sips, and it's like you're oh, okay. It's good. No, because I've been drinking that since I was three years old. Like my grandparents didn't oh, have, have Coca-Cola, right? So I would ask for Coke and they would give me that. Daniel, Daniel drank that instead of water when he was a baby. Yeah, <laughs> man. Just look at me. It turned out, right? <laughs> uh, hey, you look good. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I, would, I um, wouldn't suspect that you were a Brio drinker from uh, three years old, so. No, honestly, man, uh, that was <laughs> that was just something. That's what I mean by you got to grow with it because I know friends that think I'm crazy, you know, drinking it. They're like, what is this? Like they spit it out. But I think it's one like if I tried that now, I don't even think I would love it, you know, because I've no, but yeah, it's, it's like an ways. acquired taste. Exactly, an acquired exactly. taste. Yeah, I mean it's okay. But if I'm at Pizza Nova and I get some, I'll have it. Pizza Nova, another another great place. Even though sometimes the fuck the dough, uh, like if you don't eat it hot out of the oven and you yeah, just yeah, let it, it sit like for five minutes, it turns into like a box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it tastes, tastes bad. It tastes bad if you don't eat it like hot. No, I know. Yeah, like the the bread underneath. Anyway. I don't know how we got on this topic about pizza and brio, but let's get back. Let's get back, let's get to, back to... to depressing topics like lockdowns. <laughs> um, so yeah, what uh, what content have you been uh, or have you been watching any content, Eric? Have you been keeping up to date with anything? I am wildly not up to date with stuff, to be honest with you. I'm <clears throat> a busy man. Haven't been watching very much. I yeah. want to. I worked on Saw, the new Saw movie. Oh, okay. And that just sort of came out in the states and i'm hoping it's going to come to canada in the next yeah. like couple weeks so i'd like to see that and I, yeah i don't know that's yeah well you've been well that no that's fair man because up until recently like i'll discuss the content i've been watching you've yeah. uh you've been busy right like you've just been doing a whole bunch of things and you know something i was actually discussing with some friends is it, i i actually can't believe i'm saying this but as a filmmaker sometimes i can't sit and watch a movie maybe because i'm so invested in my own projects I can't sit still. Do you guys experience that? Yes. You're in there? I don't know. No, Eric knows what I'm talking about. Alex, <laughs> what, what's your take on this? I don't, I don't know. I, I think the only, like, the only time I guess like I, I can't watch a movie is like when like, I don't know, not in the mood for it. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you sit down, like you're ready, like you don't, you're not distracted by your phone or anything. Yeah, no, no. It's like, if, if, well, sometimes, I mean, like, and then I'm like, I won't understand what's going on because, like, I'm like trying to multitask it. But yeah, but like, if, I, if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I'll try to, like, not like nine, nine and a half times out of 10, I'm like fully invested into a movie, but five, like 0.5%. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. Just playing, yeah. playing it because I got to pl- play it, playing a movie because, like, I'm bored, let's say. Yeah. No, my biggest thing, and I was telling Eric about this, I remember we had these conversations is I feel more focused when I'm at the movie theater. You know what I mean? Like I, when I'm home, like everyone wants to stream now and you know, they want it to be a new norm. But for me, I'm going to miss that experience if it does go away. Because when I sit in that movie theater, I don't feel any obligation to take out my phone. I just feel connected. Even if it's a bad movie, I just watch it um, with the lights off. So it's a really, uh, yeah, it's a really memorable experience that way for me in terms of content. So you guys haven't watched any of the best picture nominees or winners or anything like that. I've seen the Oscars. You seen Nomadland? Yeah. What'd you think about that? Yeah, I dug it. Yeah. I dug it. Yeah. I thought it was, the cinematography was great. It's an interesting direction. The pacing is really interesting. Like, yeah. Just what did you think? No, the, the, like you just said, the, the cinematography was really well done, but uh, with regards to the pacing, it I really wasn't afraid to go slow, you know, like really make you absorb those shots. Um, the loneliness, I think that's what, that was the tone, right? Uh, of what it was trying to establish for you is that anxiety of, you know, there's no distraction, you know, there's no, there wasn't like punchy music or, uh, you know, flashy editing. It was just still shots of her walking you know, in these, uh, open lands. And, uh, yeah, it was a very touching, moving story. And, uh, it was based on a book, um, that was, was to highlight like the, the recession, right. The great recession that happened, but it came out in a time of the pandemic. Right. Am I delayed here? Can you hear me? A little bit like the internet kind of cut out for me. 
Oh, a cutout? No worries. So what I'm saying is that like it was those movies are like the perfect timing because everyone knew what it was like to be isolated and be on your own and like kind of trapped with your thoughts. So I thought that was an interesting take. I agree. And then uh, another movie that I watched recently was called Sound of Metal. You guys watch that? I haven't, but that's the Riz Ahmed drumming one, right? Yeah, that was really well done. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that one. Yeah, it was really well done. I watched it recently. It was on Crave. Um, but yeah, his performance was, I remember him from Nightcrawler. You guys watch Nightcrawler? Love Nightcrawler, man. Such yeah. Yeah. Was he in that movie? Yeah, man. He played, the, <laughs> he played like the oh, intern journalist that kept getting strung along by Jake Gyllenhaal. Man, I, the last time I saw the movie was like, maybe like four years ago, man. I watched so, it recently. I love that movie, man. It is a good movie, but I haven't seen it in a long time. So like, yeah, I don't remember that he was in there. Wow. Yeah, no, it would. And we watched that. Yeah, he's come. A, he's come a long way. Like the the film was uh, again very well done. It, it was a great performance by him. You know, you know the premise, right? Like he loses his hearing, so just those, you know, the, they they don't even have to speak. It's just all visual. Like him, him reacting to like losing that when he first discovers like he's losing his his, his sound, um, like a sense of hearing, uh, is really frightening. Uh, he plays it off really well. And, uh, you know, it just taps into those fears. And again, it, it, all these movies I noticed uh, for the most of them that I've watched, they all play into that concept of like with the pandemic about being in that, uh, like accepting isolation and being in a moment of stillness. Because that was the whole point of the movie that he had to really like be one, accept who he was. And because uh, he was so caught up in his dream, his passion to become uh, this heavy metal uh, musician. Right. Right. And they lost everything. Um, like even when they were talking about, well, I don't want to spoil it too much. You guys are probably uh, want want to watch it, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna it's watch. on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna try and see it on the list. So, uh, other than like watching content and um, you know catching up on that stuff, have you guys uh, been keeping busy, keeping creative uh, with your with your filmmaking passion? What about you, Eric? What, what have you been up to? Any projects in the horizon? Yeah, man, I'm getting kind of busy prepping to shoot again. Uh, Got some stuff on the sort of horizon right at the first couple of weeks of June. I got two things back to back, like boom, boom, just right, right out, like right out of the gate. So that's been taking up a lot. Yeah. Sort of went from like being not particularly busy to being like sort of extremely busy in the past, like sort of week and a bit. So yeah, that's. Well, you got the producer hat. So you look like you're on a mission. <laughs> I mean, I have to, man. It's like I don't have confidence without the hat. So it's either I once like, the hats. So, so do you do you live by those hats? Like, if I throw on an editor hat, are you become the editor, or what, what's going on? Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> how you. I don't even use like a crew list. You just like you get a hat, and that's just the way it goes, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Because so so Eric Eric uh, took it literally when they say I wear all hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if I just pulled it off and there was another one? That's what I'm saying. No, I'm <laughs> laughing here because we always throw around as filmmakers. Like when I'm with my colleagues, I always joke around like, yeah, I'm wearing multiple hats. And yeah. Eric comes on with the producer hat. And I'm like, this guy's taking his, his role serious. Like he's wearing a producer hat. <laughs> Should see I the have a catering hat. hat. Because I'm an actor that I have. That's uh... a. <laughs> You're wearing a catering hat. You better bring out the California sandwiches. Yeah. Okay. That's dude. your one job. You can't mess that up. <laughs> bring the brio for Alex Pachalis. Let's go. What about you, uh, Alex? Uh, you're an actor. Uh, you were explaining on the last podcast. Yeah. As a comedian, the, right? Well, I guess the comedian, I mean, comedian, I would like, I'm not a stand up comic, but I guess okay. the way I would say like comedian is, I guess, like through my writing, comedic writing, let's say. Yeah. Through like when I make like, uh, like videos and things like that, I try to incorporate like funny, like things. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I've yeah. been like just editing, I've been editing a video that uh, has been in the mate like this thing has been going on forever but uh okay. finally this thing is like on the last it's a, like a three minute video but uh it's been it's taken a while to like finally get everything done yeah. and uh it should be coming out soon uh my youtube channel but um i got some like i'm writing some stuff like just some like short little like uh i guess i want to do some like character monologues and kind of like branch into more serious uh acting stuff yeah so want to do some like some monologues so i'm like thinking of like you know, different uh, scenarios I can put myself in. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to like film outside and things like that. And in public spaces, you know, people with like the whole mask thing and all that. So it's uh, just trying, I'm just trying to find like what kind of scenario would work best for like kind of situation we're in right now. But uh, other than that, just uh, yeah. Editing, doing some, some art and stuff like that. 
yeah but back to Photoshop. the acting thing yeah back to the acting thing what uh, are you why, why aren't you doing it at home like can you pull off monologues at home like are you doing self-tapes is i guess trying to go at say it again sorry is that what you're trying to do like self-tapes like you're trying to like practice your monologues and things like I that i guess i guess in a way maybe yeah like some self-tapes but i think i want to just like like create like a like a i don't know like a like a short video with like a monologue in it like that has to do with like you know right with like some let's say like a set piece outside or something sitting on a bench or something stuff like that yeah so more or yeah. less outside than inside yeah no acting um i was actually thinking about the other day because i think eric knows this i signed up with a talent mod like model acting agency right before the pandemic and i was all thrilled excited i did my headshots and you know the pandemic hit and you know there was basically very little jobs or very little auditions especially because i'm so green i have no work under me and you know i was gonna ask for yourself like is that something that you you see yourself doing as well would you want to like do like a, like a modeling gig to kind of get into the industry because i know a lot of actors have come that way i think i would have to like really uh get into shape let's say <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know do some modeling but yeah. um i i have um like one of my uh like family friends like said this asked me the same question a while back they're like would you like want to do like you know modeling or something like that because they right, right. they know some they know some people that uh are in that industry and i was like you know at the time i was like you know i don't know if i really if i could see myself doing that i don't see myself as like you know extremely attractive let's say for that mm -hmm. kind of thing but uh i think in more recent times i'm like you know what if, if there is work there you know i you know why not try it you know yeah. So I say, for, I say, give it a shot, man. So I guess, you know, if the time's right and the, you know, yeah, I might have to do something like that, you know? Well, no, it's just all about like taking, taking that chance or just throwing your, I would say more throwing yourself in there. You never know uh, who's watching yeah. or who sees you like a big thing. I'm not too familiar with the acting world, but it, it, do you need like an agent at one point? Is that what you kind of have to get, get going? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't have one right at the moment, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that you would have to look into. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting, uh, it's just an interesting take because like I said, I don't know, I, I know more behind the scenes than I do with acting. Acting is always like, uh, something, uh, I, I, a curious venture I would, I would want to take, uh, Eric, you're, you're an actor yourself. How did you end up taking on acting? Is this, did it just happen by chance or we kind of just wearing multiple hats? Uh, no, I mean, I started acting when I was sort of like a kid. That was Oh, okay. Wow. So you've had some experience. Yeah. Like way back. Yeah. And yeah. it was a bit of a thing. And then I sort of, I don't know, I love acting, but if I'm going to do acting, I really have to be invested in the character that I'm doing. So, you know, that's why doing something like my own film, you know, was a great experience because I was able to sort of really flesh that out, you know, properly. Um. I don't know. It's just acting is a fun endeavor, but it's a tricky one too. You know, like how do you define your career path as an actor? Like it's such a weird, weird thing because like you need money if you're going to be an actor, like to make money, but how do you also like define what you want to be? You know, it's sort yeah. of this weird path you have to go down of like self, you know, define. It's like, yeah, you could be a model, you know, like Alex, I'm sure could be a quite successful model. And then but then what happens, you know, like you spend all your time modeling and then you're not acting or like you're a model and then not, you know, what I mean? it's just like, yeah, you get pigeonholed. Like you're saying you get put into one kind of role because you're, you're, you're trying to keep up with that career, right. Without swaying too much to another, uh, kind of role. Uh, cause that's something that I remember at film networking events when I was first starting and I would show like my little videos that I would make and I would say like, Oh, I edited this or I acted in this and they said, you should, you should decide early on like what you want to do and be, because I've seen a lot of want to be like people that want to be directors stuck in a, an editor position because they edited more than they directed and vice versa. Right. Like you and I went to those, like a ton of networking events for a while there. Right. And like how many yeah. people need to just hand out their acting card and like, I'm an actor. You know, da, 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 da. Yeah. You know, what would be a much better way to do it is if you may, you somehow got in a film like if you were able to like make a film yourself or make it yeah. like, and then people saw you as an actor, you know, like they went to the film festival and they saw yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so instead of getting somebody's business card and them being like, Hey, I'm kind of an actor. You should check me out. Like mm -hmm. let the work, like, you know, like put it up there and 
you know yeah let the work speak for itself that's that's what always made me nervous you made a good point eric is that's what always made me nervous about that whole acting idea and i've commended some friends of mine that are actors because they took it to another level um like exactly you said is don't just settle for being an actor be a filmmaker especially in today's world and when you're trying to make it show that you can understand the process of storytelling you know don't just show up for the lines memorized and expect you know to be a robert de niro actually understand the process and a lot of actors today like leonardo dicaprio i remember alejandro inunitu he said you know his his role uh, i mean he loves working with him as an actor because he is always involved he's always like every time they all cut he's like behind the camera asking like what's the process like what what's this like it's not like he's just waiting for the next scene or the, for the next direction and you can see why he's so successful is you know he doesn't brag about this he doesn't talk about it in interviews but i can see you know behind the scenes there's a lot going on than we see and like you said man like handing out those business cards i remember like you know speaking to someone specifically came to mind and the whole time it was just like yeah i'm an actor and like you know we got to make trailers and we got to like sell ourselves but it was always like hypothetical it wasn't like i'm going to do this or i've actually started a youtube channel um just start with something i think it's the idea of creating like alex you're editing a video um yeah. that's something that you're very proud of and the last podcast we were on you made an 80s video that was so authentic you you uh well, I guess, transferred well, it onto I, a vhs from the 80s i gotta or say something. no no i gotta say oh okay i want to say that i want to say that like well that's kind of like the aesthetic that i go for so like the next video is gonna oh, have right, the same right. thing too yeah yeah oh, okay. so nice, nice, nice. all i guess like t- i want to stand out let's say yeah. Right. So, oh, you know, any, everybody's doing like, you know, HD six, you know, 4K 60 yeah. frames. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, nobody's, nobody's doing, you know, 480, 30 frames, you know, yeah. so and VHS yeah. and ruining, you know, good, good footage, ruining it on like a VHS tape and stuff. So 100%. anyway, yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, uh, uh, but Alex, me that way. Sorry. What was it? Yeah. Alex, you're not ruining it. You're authentically ruining it. Exactly. Yeah, you're authentically. authentically. That's, the that, so. That's the word. That's the word. Exactly. Because like, up. I'm trying to make it look more, I love, I love authenticity. So like if I could yeah. shoot on like an eight millimeter camera and like make it look like it's t- like a family footage, let's say like, you know, with a, like a little, you know, I would do it. I mean, it's a little cost, you know, it's, you know, it's expensive to do that. So, I mean, I'll have to stick with like editing it, <laughs> making guy's it the look next like Tarantino. It. I love it. Everyone's but, uh, going digital and he's only one 70 mil. <laughs> There's going to be that but, guy. Uh, 2050 like like let's say like because vhs is so cheap you go to the thrift store and you can buy like you know for a buck you buy like an empty tape oh wow uh, like like a blank tape is like a buck yeah 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 and then uh, a vcr is going to run you like ten dollars if you have a ps3 hey that's perfect you know if you already have one the ps3 is going to run you like what let's say i'm getting oh man i'm giving away what's the ps3 for what's happening okay so okay all right exactly so um the way i do it is i got i have an old tv the, the TV really doesn't matter. You can even probably do it like on a modern TV. But okay. I have an old TV. I've, I got it from a family friend. Uh, they had it in their basement and I asked them if I can have it. And uh, so the way I do this, I have a, like, I have a PS3 running, like going input into the, the VCR. And then I have the YouTube video because you can put YouTube and stuff and like Netflix and things like that. So I can even like illegally copy, copy movies. But, yeah, yeah, uh, there you go. It copied onto the tape, which, yeah, I shouldn't be saying that. But uh, so what I do is I'll upload the video on a private link and then I'll open it up on, you know, the YouTube on the PS3 and then I'll hit record on the VCR. And so it's all being recorded into the tape. So that's the way I do it. A lot of some people do it where they'll record right onto like the, the VHS tape through okay. like a camcorder, let's say. And then they'll edit it on like, you know, their editing software. But I think the way, the way I do it is much like simpler in my, I guess, head. I'll edit it all on like Premiere, send it to YouTube and then private link, copy it onto a VHS tape. And then I'm going to like run it back and re-record it into my computer with like a, a capture device. And then I'll put it back into, so here's the thing. When you like record it onto your computer, it'll, post on youtube as 480 and like the quality drops really bad and it like oh yeah 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 so what i do is i'll put that footage back into premiere i'll export it as a 4k so the quality stays amazing like it'll stay like faithful to like the way i recorded it off the like the vcr and then i'll send it to youtube so if you go (laughs) on the youtube video you'll see it says 4k but the video isn't actually in 4k it's just to preserve the quality as the way it is being recorded on my computer so i mean i just gave away my secret thing this is great. Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, 
uh, definitely trademarked this, this conversation. Whoever because, whoever was paying attention to that is yeah. Uh, whoever was paying attention to that, real. Alex is providing uh, yeah crash courses Free, uh, uh, on his Daniel's YouTube Daniel's gonna make this one of the little corner talks clips, and it's gonna be like how to make VHS. Yeah, yeah. I just take it. Block one. I'll be like. And then when you make like, the video, you'll get those angry comments like, yo, stop copying Daniel Calderon. <laughs> Honestly, man, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. And that just speaks to when you're passionate about something. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. like it was, understand it, was, it. Yeah. It was frustrating. It was frustrating for a little bit trying to figure out exactly how to do it right. Because like, I mean, on the internet, there's so many people telling you how to, you know, copy, you know, VHS. Like, you know, people have like their family weddings. They want to like wow. digitize it so they can last forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was trying to find the perfect way to do it you know somebody so i um i went on amazon and i bought an elgato capture card right like one that's like for doing vhs okay. tapes okay. and um this like the quality like it would like it would record perfectly fine like it would look nice on like the the like the, like the menu screen like when it was showing you what was happening but then when you would play it back the qual it would look so like pixelated and so bad i was like man i can't post this on youtube this looks like crap this looks bad so i gotta find it i have to find a new way and then like the, and not, you know, the Elgato wasn't cheap. I paid like about, I think it was like a hundred bucks at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, damn, I just wasted a hundred dollars on like something. And like, my quality looks like crap. Like it looks bad. looks worse than actual VHS quality. So I'm scouring the internet to find, and then like to find the right way to do it, like the right capture card. Somebody on like YouTube says, you got to buy this one here. It's $16. And he showed like his footage. And I was oh. like, dude, this is amazing. There this, this quality is like what I'm looking for. So after like a whole year of trying to like figure out, what to do? Sixteen dollar thing is works better. It works better than the hundred dollar thing. So, wow. So and, uh, you just kept you just kept persistent, man. Had to, yeah. It was like, but it was really frustrating because like I was trying to find like this other software to like digitize it with, and that thing wasn't working because it was like made in like two thousand three, and it was like still oh, on the internet, and it was crap. barely holding on to like the new softwares that are out, like with like Windows ten and stuff. So, Wait, that so was Alan, like, let me yeah. get this straight. You found the best way to make video bad quality. Is that, is that what you did? Yes, exactly. I found the, the best way to make it look bad. Creative way to make 4K, 420 video. Everyone's trying to push for 4K and this guy's exactly. going backwards. Nothing like 4K, 420. That's exactly. For sure. 420p. exactly. But, uh, but yeah, it was like- <laughs> If it was it's being really... put on YouTube, it better be in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like the video is in 4K, but it's not. So. Right, right. No, man, honestly, uh, I admire that passion. That the, 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 that this. If anyone's been following, if anyone can kill it, please uh, contact <laughs> Alex and let, and, and he will judge you uh, on your abilities because yeah, you still had me at PS3, man. Like I'm, I'm still trying to process everything, uh, the capture card too, but you know, <laughs> I, I, cause I'm listening to this and I'm saying, you know, when the pandemic happened, I remember like, you know, fooling around with uh, styles of editing and the VHS was one of them. And when you told me that you were so authentic that you had to find a VHS tape and make but it had to be from the eighties and you put it on. I was like, has he heard of adjustment layer in premiere pro? And you just kind of like <laughs> tweak the, the grains and make it, cause that's what I make did. it look bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, well, I don't know if, uh... no, I know. Like I know. Yeah. I know, I know you can edit stuff and like these days with like plugins and things like that, like you can really like, you know, try and make it like I, there's one plug plugin that I saw. It's like, it's made by, um, I forget his name, something giant. And he made like a pretty Red good giant. looking VHS Red giant. That's the guy. Mm, okay. And he's got like a really good looking VHS thing. And then I was like, but you know what? Like, I want to actually do it. You know, I had this app on my phone, like for a while, uh, it's called like the VHS app. It actually does a good job of making it look pretty good. Like pretty like authentic, but I really wanted to like do it right. Like I wanted to like really, you know, make it look real. So, cause I could yeah, like man. now I could, I can tell when something is like looks fake. Like I can be like, oh, this guy's using the app. Oh, this guy did it on like Premiere or like After Effects. Like I can see. Well, I, I would hope after all those hours you spent yeah. scouring the internet, uh, looking for tutorials <laughs> Quentin, and links. Quentin wants to preserve film and Alex wants to preserve uh, VHS. So we're, I'm gonna, yeah. uh, magnetic tapes. I, Let's go. You know what? I think you have a better chance of meeting him and, you know, hit, you're hitting it off with Quentin because if you talk to me, it's like, I just want to make a movie. And he'd probably just say, well, it has to be authentic. 70 mil. <laughs> Hey, listen, if I could do 70 mil, I would do it too. <laughs> I'd tell you. Yeah, I believe you, man. I believe you. But you know what? But that like, that uh, I, I actually, I, I really do mean that, man. Like it's it's really admirable, like that passion you have uh, that you went for it. And um, that's what I mean, right? Like it's not, you're not just the actor or the comedy, like comedian. I wouldn't say comedian, stand-up comedian, but 
you're 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 something more, right? comedian vhs specialist like yeah vhs that. specialist yeah, yeah. <laughs> VHS, yeah. <laughs> did you guys watch did you ever watch uh, red letter media on uh youtube have you heard of those red guys? letter media no, no. Uh, sounds they familiar, v- but- no they do this like skit uh so they, they review movies but they always do it in the backdrop of uh uh owning a vhs repair shop and that's like right. the oh joke, yeah 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 it's with like it's with the angry video game nerd is it with the angry video game nerd no 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 that's not but- him no, no, no. I, I know, know what like, you're talking about, but no. Because they do it all. They also make it their thing look like it's in like a video store too. But um, no, no, like they actually like they 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 take it to another level. Like they, it's very dry humor, and they'll be like, "Oh, okay." They're, no, they're, then I get no. They're working for this guy, Mister. You know, Mister Plinkett. Have you heard of that name, Mister Plinkett? No. Just, no. No worries. I'm hitting the name. Red, guys. Red Letter Media does sound familiar, though. I might have seen like like a thumbnail pop up in like my recommended. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Of uh, course, yeah. But I've never actually watched the video, so. No man, they're they're yeah, they're hilarious, man. Uh, it's uh, that's that's what it is, right? Like you 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 go through, you spend so many hours on YouTube, right, Alex, and you just come across all these characters, all these people that uh, either review movies or give you tutorials on how to improve uh, whatever you're doing, right? Editing, filmmaking, yeah. um, and things like that. Anyone, any like particular YouTuber like you come across that catches your eye? Like that, tutorials uh, you and would, like you would orders? recommend, yeah, like tutorials or like movie reviews. Oh, uh... I guess if it, I mean, this, I mean, this doesn't have to do with like, uh, like movies, but like, if you're into like yeah. style and things like that, maybe hit okay. up like teaching men's fashion and alpha M. Oh, wow. Those guys, will, guy. those guys, those guys will help you change your style game from graphic t-shirt and cringe, like, you know, not dressing right. They'll, they'll, they'll fix you up and make you look good. They'll but, fix uh, you no, up I, and make you look good. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll help the haircuts you out. They'll starting help you, to make but, sense now. I can see why we got yeah, this fresh You know. Hair. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've heard about, uh, nose hair trimmers. Maybe I got to get one of those too. I don't know how bad mine is. That's you do. Ladies, look at it. It's a man who can pick the VHS and watch his style videos I, on YouTube. It's, there you go. <laughs> but you know what's funny? You know what's funny is those style videos. They get like a like people like to hate on those, you know, because like they're like, oh, they teach you how to be like an alpha male thing, and there's no such thing as an alpha male. It's like, dude, I just want to watch. I, I just want to make sure I'm looking good and looking sharp. I don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, man, don't I'm get like, caught up in all that. I learned that a long time ago. Because it's like the more, uh, you, the more you watch those videos, I have to say, uh, you start to realize they actually contradict each other. Like the, the, the person making those videos, they'll make another video that contradicted a video they made like 20, uh, 20 months ago. You know what I mean? Like you just start to see the flaws of what they're saying. Yeah. Back to what you were Sometime, saying. Like yeah. there's, an, there's no alpha male and all that stuff. Like best thing to do is just like you said, you know, be yourself, make sure you groom. Exactly. Make sure you keep clean and make sure you know how to edit a fucking VHS tape. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. But, no, but not, not the plug-in way. Yeah, yeah, not, not, not the way. Daniel Cauldron way yeah. that it just does nope. the adjustment layer. You know, you gotta, that, you that really yeah, that'll get you no one. That'll get you no one. That's why I've been struggling. Yeah. I've been struggling out here, man. I just been telling you. Gotta girls go to the Value doing. Village, Goodwill, and you gotta buy yourself a VCR and a VHS tape. And if you can't find an, a blank VHS tape, usually what you can do is you know what? I, I, let me show you what you can do. Can I show Daniel, can I just, you? Daniel, Daniel, you gotta, <laughs> You got he has taken over. He has taken file. over the podcast. He He's going to make this whole podcast a VHS for us. Yeah, what you like, can I want to get back what... to my questions about the pandemic. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm what teasing. You I'm do, teasing but... <laughs> if you don't have a blank VHS tape, what you can do is I got a, v- I got a VHS tape right here. Okay. So you see this right this here? This video isn't sponsored. <laughs> this, it's not sponsored by my breakfast with Blasty, Andy Kaufman. No. Uh, see this See this thing right here? It's, I don't yeah. know if you can see it. Okay. You see it's a hole? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. They, this, okay. So the tapes come from the factory like that. So that you don't, you know, copy, you know, so you don't record on to your, to this tape. So what you can do oh. is you put a piece of like tape over it and you can like overwrite whatever's on this tape. Yeah. Just by putting a piece of tape. Just by putting a piece of tape over it. It's like the same thing with like an audio cassette. They come from the factory with like this thing broken off so that you don't yeah. by mistake uh, overwrite it. Right. With your own like yeah. TV show movie. So what right. you can do is you just put a piece of tape right there. You can block that it off. Punct- and it doesn't puncture anything. It'll just it'll so, slide right by it. It'll just yeah. I mean, you'll ruin what what is on the actual tape, but no, for know, sure. But I'm saying like it won't. Yeah, like that. That's a great way to bypass it. I had no idea that that was that's amazing. That's that's how to do it. I'm sorry if I'm going off. I love talking about this no, stuff. I, I can I can. <laughs> listen, I can go man, on like, days talking about. Uh, about I've never I've know. never heard someone so passionate about VHSs. Analog technology, dude. I, I like. I even and you're you know, Gen like, Z, and you're like millennial Gen Z too. So you're like throwing everybody out of the water. Yeah, you're like you're just I, throwing everybody off. I love that stuff. I love old technology. I'm a big fan of that stuff. So you know, mixtapes. I even made a mixtape. I don't have it with me, but um, I made a mixtape with you like made a mixtape. 
but like not like mixtape like today where like you know it's my music it's like i just like literally made a mixtape with like music on it like you know michael jackson whatever i put it on like a tape and if my cousin's got a car he's got like a yeah. 19 i think 1990 buick riata and like we'll go it's like a convertible so like we'll pop like our mixtape in and we'll like drive around just for fun but I feel like this is like a scene from like stranger things or something daniel, <laughs> daniel you asked what he was doing the during yeah the uh, hey this is, I'm, this I, is I love to know I, keep, I love to know this is how i keep this is how i keep busy you know i just researching old technology stuff i mean yeah I, i'm sorry for like get like going like so you far know, eric like actual, eric gave like, a very simplistic answer so we can move on to the next topic you know i go to california go. sandwiches but eric uh <laughs> alex you know i love it man i love the transparency i love it but, uh, yeah uh, i mean i'm, I'm passionate know, about it so Honestly, man, yeah, uh, really cool stuff. Uh, what I am curious though, like, what made you develop this passion for VHS? Like, was this ever since you were a kid? Was your dad into it? I your think, family? I think it's, I, yeah, like my family, like we we're like, you know, they they played a lot of like old like you know music from like the 80s because that's when they grew up right so nice, nice. Yeah. they they would play that in the car. I was like really exposed to the music, and then as I got older, I kind of got into like high school. I got into like you know vaporwave, which is like really like you know what vaporwave is or no no idea i'm just nodding because so okay yeah so vaporwave is basically um it's like they'll take like samples from like muzak like elevator music and like okay obscure like 80s music and they'll slow it down and make it sound like you're like like i guess i don't know how to explain it it's like you got to look it up it's like they slow down music and make it sound like it's more 80s than it really is oh you know i don't know i don't know it has a a sound to it's a certain sound to it yeah it's got a certain sound to it and it's like kind of like like it's really like the graphics are like you know greek statue heads like busts and stuff yeah and like yeah yeah pastel colors and things like that it's like oh okay, you okay. Know, oh so even the visuals you're saying it's not even just the visuals the yeah the visual okay no yeah, yeah there's yeah. visuals that go along with it too like a like lot the of like thick old fonts anim- like the chrome fonts with the yeah, like, yeah baby chrome blues fonts. and like the pinks and stuff yeah and the pink a lot of like that pink and, and blue stuff that yeah goes yeah on, yeah like paperweight triangles uh, like random shapes anime clips like old like you know 80s anime clips are like usually with That's the visuals dope. with the music so yeah so vaporwave I, so i got into vaporwave in like high school uh which if you like if you listen to like vaporwave like you already like 80s stuff which i already like the 80s stuff and um yeah i mean i was just always around like old like technology and stuff i, I always i'm always fascinated by like old technology because it's like so cheap to buy and like play around yeah, with yeah. it yeah take it apart and things like that so yeah i guess it just started like when i was like a kid so yeah it's a connection but, uh, to the past it's an appreciation of cinema like i wish i was more knowledgeable about film uh you know just understanding how how to edit it like film on it edit on it uh handle it um you know so i i never i kind of like kicked myself i never really had that experience obviously i'm still young um you never know like i might be like yourself corner thrift shops picking up that gear uh but yeah I, I i've always been curious what it was like uh because i it's a whole different process obviously that we know right like compared to digital yeah um, you know, a lot of people that dealt with film will probably tell you it's uh, much less nerve wracking dealing with digital, right? In case films exposed or catches fire, whatever have you. So yeah, um, yeah that's really cool, man. Uh, like I said, you're, you're probably like the first person I know that's that passionate about VHS. It's like, I, I have them on my shelves, like Disney movies when I grew up with them, but I, I just look at them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the only time that I had that um, kind of desire to replicate it or emulate it through my work is like I was explaining with the adjustment layer. I was curious, like how yeah. I took a footage of uh, these, these kids like on skateboard uh, going to like the Venice Beach Park when I was in California and mm-hmm. uh, like Santa Monica Pier. And I just added that green, that film green and with the line running through it. Um, and yeah, like, again, it just brings back, you know, memories of, of that time, you know, growing up the early 2000s, like the music videos that would come out and things like that. So yeah man that's that's uh really cool stuff uh i want to get into like you know obviously you know you guys were explaining uh how you kept busy and how you kept creative especially you alex with the vhs tapes i love it love the energy buddy and um yeah so what do you look forward to i I heard some great things there's light at the end of the tunnel uh with the pandemic I'll, i'll start with you eric like what do you look forward to most uh once things like finally settle down we can breathe easier it's 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 a, an embarrassing and simple answer man but i mean like if i could go out for dinner hit the gym and then go see a movie at the theater i mean that would be pretty incredible i think like to be able to make a movie and then have a rap party like oh that's a rap cool, party yeah. without a mask yeah. and like to properly yeah. sort of celebrate the accomplishment of like just making a movie is hard enough right let alone like 
Well, like to finish it, it's like a it's a big thing, and it's sort of like right now all these movies I'm making, they're sort of just it just sort of ends and like just sort of like disbands really quickly because of COVID, right? But yeah, it's like yeah. it's nice to celebrate that if you can, you know. Yeah. No, so, I, I my my stuff uh, like that, like just simple. The simple things and yeah, that those the simple things you said it right there, man. Like going out, going out for drinks, uh, going to the movies. That's a big thing for me. They did an SNL sketch, uh, sketch recently, um, where it was Vin Diesel uh, impersonation, just describing all the things about movie theaters, all the glories, uh, all the all the hiccups, all all, all like the little nuances, uh, right. you know, like the, the things that came to mind, like a concession stand that's not in use. Like, you know, you always see that empty concession. Like, it's just there. There's like a whole bunch of food in it, but no one's operating it. Like, there's a light that's off. Um, you know, your dad with the popcorn trying to wave you down in the movie theater when it's pitch black and you're trying to get his attention without disrupting anyone. Like, I've been in those situations. I, I don't know. It's just, it brought a tear to my eye in a way because I, I, I forgot how much I missed going to the movies uh, in that year. Soon, uh, dude. Soon. Yeah, yeah, very soon, man. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we should definitely grab, uh, catch a movie together, all three of us you know like uh, i would love to yeah hopefully hopefully yeah 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 we'll 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 line them up uh it's uh yeah the greatest experience like just watching it people don't people like i said they say oh i'll watch it at home watch it on the phone but movie theater man everyone's in it everyone's watching it um everyone's glued to the screen what about you alex what's your what's your opinions are you excited for movie theaters are you uh i would have yeah you know i i'm excited to go back to the movie theaters i would have to say the same thing that eric said going out for dinner hitting a workout and then like going to a movie, but yeah, like the movie theater, you know what? I, I was going through, like, uh, I had to like put my jacket to get washed and I looked in the pocket and it was, and it was a movie ticket from like 2019 Avengers. Oh, and I was like, man, yeah, I, I think it was end game. And I was like, man, no, the last end big kind of block. Yeah. End yeah, game. End game. End game. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I watched that. I actually watched that one. I think with Eric, did we watch that one together? Eric? Nice. Like, opening night. We were there. Opening watching night. It. Was it opening night? Was it, opening night? it was opening oh, man. night. <laughs> but, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so it's like I, I found that ticket in my pocket, and then because I haven't worn this jacket in a long time, don't think I'm like dirty and I don't wear, you know, I don't. Yeah, wash no, my no, jacket it's all like two years. No one's, no one's old, judging you. Exactly, it's an old jacket. Everybody no. doesn't clean his jacket. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do VHS tapes, but he can't clean the jacket. Can't, can't clean my jacket. I know how I know how to do no, VHS. No, tapes. no, you're all good. But uh, no, it was an old jacket. But like looking in the pocket and like I was looking, I was like, man, I, that's like one of the last movies I saw. Like, yeah, in, like, yeah, the theaters, you know. And it was like, I, like I showed it to my brother. I like, I'm like, bro, I'm like, you know, like. I can't wait to go back and like see a movie and like have the guy cut my ticket and give it back to me, the stub and yeah. like have the popcorn there, you know, with or the forget to give it back drink. To or forget, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I can't wait to go and like see a movie, like the whole experience, you know, waiting for your friends to show up if you're like early, you know, yeah, kill some oh time at the God. arcade. Exactly. Like play yeah. some like arcade games and whatever. But yeah, like yeah, yeah, I used, yeah, yeah. I asked one thing, like if I used to get there early, like when I used to go with like family friends, like we'd like play it like at the arcade and stuff, play like the games, nice. the It'd be fun, and then they would show up, and it'd be like you know a whole big. It was like it was always fun to like go see a movie with like a lot of people. Like we'd have like the whole row, pretty much like with just like our family and friends. So like yeah. it was a lot of us, but it was a good. It was like really, it's really fun, you know. And I that's one thing I miss, I guess, you know. Brother, I I, I relate I to think what you just. Everybody, said. everybody, I think would say they they would miss going Relation. to movies. It's not the same. It's not the same watching like yeah. Relationships, friendships, man. I was just gonna say, like, I live out of that movie theater. Like, exactly your point. You go there, you're early, you're waiting for your friends, hit at the arcade. Um, it's Daniel, just no better experience. Whole movie theater, dude. Like, if you like to say, like, this is the movie theater that I go to. Like, where? What is your favorite movie theater to go to? Like, where would you go to watch something? Oh, that's a good question. Um, the one, that one that comes to mind, probably had the most memories in. Like, very nostalgic for me is at uh, Woodbridge. Uh, it's called vaughn colossus i believe right uh, oh vaughn cineplex it used to be called oh. colossus that's 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 when you know i've been around this area yeah and uh I, I remember that one you remember right with the well yeah, it still yeah. has the ufo but it was just like colossus like big letters i remember faded, the letters orange like, and black on the highway yeah, yeah. exactly, anyway, exactly right yeah. yeah no um and you know that one probably brings the most memories also the one in uh i believe it's richmond hill markham uh silver city silver city yeah yeah classic and the one the one, in Yorkdale, one the one in yorkdale uh these are all the ones that i've had equally the amount the same amount of men, uh, memories there uh yorkdale so it's kind of like that trifecta um i tried watching movies at tiff or trying to get into that and i don't like i love it especially around the festival like it's a different there's something different in the air like you feel like you're part of a sophisticated audience like you know you're, you just feel like you're part of the festival you know it's not people throwing shit or coughing or you know like everyone's taking the movie very serious 
but um the seats there's something about the seats at the tip bell light box am i am i wrong here am i shitting on tip they're very uncomfortable have you they're guys ever experienced rigid, dude they're like they yeah. don't recline they're like they don't recline like... yeah they, they, they <laughs> you just described it yeah yeah <laughs> they're they're uh um oh my god i forgot the uh is it perpendicular what's the what's the angle they are perpendicular. right right yeah. right at, right, yeah, angle, right angle, right angle. yeah yeah, right angle, bro. Yeah, because my back, I was watching, so I watched two movies there, The King and The Irishman. And my back was just like effed when I got up. <laughs> I couldn't enjoy it. And those are those are long movies, what I just described. Yeah, man. What'd you think of The King? Do you like that movie? Yeah, like I'm one of those guys where, yeah, obviously I know it wasn't the best, but I really enjoyed it. My, what what uh, comes to mind for me the most is the opening shot. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for shots. Like sometimes that'll save it for me like a movie, but the opening shot with the sunset yeah. and you're just like following that soldier. And yeah. he's like speaking to like a, a guy who's like, you know, bleeding from the throat. And he's like, England is that way, man. Like, you know, to the South and in Scotland, like he was just giving him a whole speech and it, yeah. it's so dramatic and like only in the movies, but you love, like I just eat it up. So yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Pattinson accent that he's got going, the French accent that he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. He, yeah, he's a he's a bit of a dark horse, man, because I remember him from Twilight. And, you know, I just I said to my I honestly said to myself, I'm like, this guy's done. Like this guy's sold out for this and maybe he'll be typecast. And I'm so happy, so proud of him that, you know, he was so relentless and and getting out of that image of that teen heartthrob. Uh, because he had so much going for him. Like you just see uh that range. Uh, it's kind of like a Heath Ledger. Like, even though he started off as a heartthrob, you knew that he was meant for darker, grittier roles. And I'm, I'm looking forward so much to the new Batman. Uh, you know, at first I was skeptical. I'm like, what, Robert Pattinson? Nah. Like, maybe Batman Beyond. Nah, dude, he's a great. <laughs> and great then, person. yeah, and then I saw the trailer, man, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm in. Like, this is a different take. Uh, yeah. It's a leaner, fucking cleaner bat. Like, this guy's, yeah. He has, like, the 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 dark mascara kind of leaking down his face when he takes off his mask you seen those stills yeah it looks great yeah it looks great right so um yeah man uh the one theater because we're on that subject that i do want to mention is the cinerama dome uh that i think it's probably my best experience uh, just for how different it was yeah other than the fact that like colossus or cineplex bond or whatever you want to call it uh being nostalgic uh the cinerama dome in l.a uh, yeah. that, that was a great experience that I, uh, I watched Lawrence of Arabia to mad, mad world. You guys watch those films? Yeah, I've seen, I've been to the uh, Dome. That's a, that's a nice. brilliant spot. It's depressing that it's closing, like really depressing. Is it actually, depre- is it actually closing indefinitely? Like it's done like permanently? Well, I, yeah, I saw an Instagram yeah. post saying that it was closed, but, uh, like it was closing. No, Cause I heard that. I thought, I thought they would real or some celebrity would save it. I didn't know it was actually going to close. That's actually going to make I thought I, I was hoping maybe like <laughs> Netflix would like save it or something, you know? No one know, wants but, to uh, save it. So I'm so happy I got to experience it. My God. Wow. I just made it. I guys. wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could experience it, but uh, hey, I don't think oh, I Oh, you am. never got to? Shit. Yeah. No, I never got I never got out to LA. So Oh, oh you never been to LA, buddy? No, for no? a guy that likes movies, I've been uh and like really into like the full like acting and like film scene. No, I haven't been to LA. Nah, because like, Alex, like, you're the you know, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. It's like I, I it's like I, I want to go to LA, but at the same time, it's like, man, do I like there's so many people like me here, you know, do I really want to like, you know, go and uh, see how many like people are not making it. I just don't oh, want to okay. put myself, you know, cause like, you know, you a lot of people go to LA. Yeah. It's a very competitive, you know, thing. So like, yeah. I don't want to see it, you know, I don't want to be there and be like, you know, yeah, there's a yeah, lot yeah. of people here who are in the same, you know, if I don't see it, I don't know what's going on. So I don't know. Alex, gonna but, be, uh, Alex is going to be, make the biggest flex that when he goes to LA, it's cause he's fucking staying there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, like, like, go there to move into his new house that's what he's gonna that's, do that's the... <laughs> like i remember when i first yeah. went to la i was 17 with my family oh, yeah. and i made like you know some uh cheesy ass like speech to myself and i'm like next time i come here i'm gonna stay here for good and i ended up going at, at 25 and i didn't stay i went for a vacation by myself <laughs> for like two weeks but it's like and i said it again i'm like next time i'm <laughs> <laughs> next time i come it'll be for sure <laughs> but uh, yeah man you gotta you gotta find something to keep you moving uh you made a good point though yeah la is very competitive uh i for the longest time i think i was telling eric this uh thought that you had to be there to make it happen and i that's all i pictured myself as being in la and i tried actually many times building connections and 
a few contacts that offered me to, you know, go out there, um, not for like film, but more so get a job in marketing and find my way in there, maybe get a, like a visa. But um, I remember sitting down with my cousin once and because she's in the entertainment industry as well. And she was explaining to me, like, listen, I'm going to tell you this, like you have something going for you, but at the same time, you're not at the level that you're ready to go to L.A. If you go to L.A., it's going to be a big waste of time because there are people so much more experienced and so and it's going to be so competitive that you better take advantage here in Toronto because it is a hub. Build your contacts, build your friendships like with you guys um, and start with people at our similar level and grow from there. Because when you do make that move to L.A., get ready because it's like you said, Alex, everyone's trying to make it. Um, I remember standing in line at the Cinerama Dome and, you know, the guy was you know shooting the shit with me started a conversation he's like what do you do I'm like oh i'm uh you know i'm in marketing but i'm, I'm a filmmaker uh, at heart and that's what i want to do whatever and he's like oh that's great whatever and i and i turned around i'm like uh, you a filmmaker too he's like how'd you know i'm like no i just <laughs> was joking like what do you do and he's like no i'm not i'm just teasing you man i'm actually an assistant director for this project and i'm like oh but i thought you said you were an accountant <laughs> he's like no no i i do both and you'll come across so many people that are doing so many different things um, you know, one guy's working in accounting, one guy's an assistant director, one guy's in catering, you know, he works at Starbucks, they're working all these different jobs. And um, it's inspiring in a way, you know, everyone, everyone's trying to make it, everyone's trying to do something. Uh, a lot of people that moved out there uh, that are working at shoe stores, you know, retail and things like that, but they're doing gigs on the side. And, uh, you know, I can see why if, if you can make the move, you can afford it. If, if you find yourself in that situation, it, it really is a beautiful place. Like I, the, the sun's always shining, you know, there's people filming left and right. I remember traveling through the city. There's about like three or four teams, probably around our age of guys that look like us calling the shots, making these little videos. And, you know, you don't, you see that in Toronto, but you don't, you know what I mean? Like you don't see everyone in that, in that mindset, in that field, unless you really look out for it. Like I never, I came across Eric because of a networking event. You know, I didn't see him on the street shooting a film. I probably would have eventually, but I remember in Los okay. Angeles, my point. Yeah. And my, my, don't talk to me. Get the fuck off my set. Hey, Eric, remember me? I uh, recommended California sandwiches at Maple. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a different world, man. Uh, but yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll have your time. Maybe we can all uh, venture out there together, you know? When this blows over, that'd be kind of fun too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of filmmakers are, are eventually going to make planning to make the move. Um, you're, you have that in those, do you have that in your sights, Eric, one day, or you're trying to just taking it as it is? Yeah, man. I know lots. Of, I go out there a fair amount and I know lots nice. of people out there. Yeah, absolutely. At some point, you know, do you see yourself making, making them like, when, when do you think you'll make the move or will you make the move? It doesn't matter to you. Like going to Los Angeles, do you buy into you that? Go whole to thing? Los Angeles with something to show, man. You can't just go yeah. there. you like trying yeah. to, you go there when it's, when you have like something to push. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Don't waste your time going there if you don't have anything to push, you know? So yeah, it's true, man. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I was so always we, curious. Yeah. I was always curious. Yeah. And your thoughts on that. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Man. Yeah. Well, our time will come, boys. Our time will come, and we'll all be laughing. I'm serious. We'll all look back at this we'll podcast. Go to and say, us. We're gonna remember that time when Alex didn't go. Feel us there, and it's gonna. Yeah, be- yeah. I want a VHS. Yeah, I'm gonna hire you as my BTS guy. You're gonna be taking all my so- social media content with VHS filter. No, it have to. Be, it would have to be. It'd be a base day. Oh, it have to be. Does anyone have to be? Anybody have a real? Does anyone have a VHS player? This is, people are going to be like, God, that looks awful. And Alex is going to yeah, be like, yeah. I know, it's authentic. It's amazing. Go it's it's the, the real, it's the real deal. You're going to be following me with that old school VHS tape recorder. Like big cameras. Film, film recorder, yeah. I'd be like, whoa. I'd be going oh, around He's like, authentic, guys. He's authentic. He's, authentic. Yeah. He may, he may, he's making it look real. Okay, guys? Yeah, he's making it look he's, real. He's all with the authenticity. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. He goes to the Cinerama, though. He's like, Fuck. It's still boarded up. They haven't taken it down. <laughs> All good, bro. Um, yeah, pleasure having you guys on the podcast again. Uh, thanks again for taking the time, you know, discussing what you guys been up to. Uh, you know, it's very inspiring, especially you, Alex, man. I, I love the energy. I love the drive. Uh, you know, VHS, you. if you're still around, sponsor this guy because he, uh, 
He loves it. Let's go uh, JVC, JVC VHS tapes. If you want to sponsor me, I'm just kidding. They're not making VHS tapes. The last one was probably made in like 2009, so. Oh, really? Well, you even know the history. I don't even know that. Yeah, yeah. I think the last one would be like September 22nd on 2009 at exactly (laughs) 4.30. I think if I'm not wrong, I think the last tape did like the last like Hollywood movie to be released on tape was in 2009. I think, hold on a second. I want to look this up because I don't want to be wrong. Last commercially, you had a moment of silence when it happened. All right, VHS <laughs> tape. I'm sorry, guys. I really want to know. By. Please stand by, everyone. Sorry, sorry. In 2006, uh, yeah, 2006 was the last uh, uh, time it was the last Hollywood movie on a VHS tape. So, not 2009. I was three, I was wrong by three years. 2006. And that's the that's when Blu ray started making, making their introduction. So, exactly. So, they kind of, yeah. They yeah, just they, they, they the saw VHS. Blu-ray and they're just like, yeah, we're not out. Hey, this is better than. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they basically said, yeah, we're not trying. Um, not all right. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks you, thank you again. Appreciate you having you guys on the podcast. Thank you again to everybody listening. Um, you know, ha- plan to have more of these conversations. Always a pleasure. Um, you know, document our journey. One day we'll be in Los Angeles having our own podcast. You know what I mean? With uh, California sandwiches in California. So, yeah. Uh, Until then, guys, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Take care.